You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. everyone and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer Alex Diaz and our production assistant Daniel Tresini, we would like to welcome you to our show. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Kathy. How's everybody? Uh, fine for the most part. I think we're doing good. Are you as cold over there as I am here? Well, I think we're in we're in a smaller room, so uh-huh. technically, I would think we might be a little bit warmer, little bit warmer. than you. But yeah. uh, thank you once again. Thank for you for bravely- providing a temperature that ensures I will not fall asleep. Well, that's impossible, right? <laughs> <laughs> especially with today's guest. Uh, especially, yes, we have an in-studio guest. We have Shahab Nilgiri oh, yeah. with me. Yeah. And uh, so it's fun. I actually made a point of not discussing really much of anything about the show because the last guest we've had, I've only had about three or four guests in studio. We talk about the show. And then as the questions start coming out, it's like, well, we've already talked about that. Or have we talked about that? As I saw, <laughs> I wanted to keep your conversation peaked. So we didn't talk anything about show. We talked Blue Jays and everything. But it's fun <laughs> to have an in-studio guest. It's nice to see the, the eyes in the face, not just the telephone. So obviously, today's show is live. Our number is 416-245-1534. Do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And our email is thh at radiomaria.ca. Our handles on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, just in case you missed that, is at the Health Hub RMC. And that's on all of them. So do subscribe um, to our our social sites. We do put a lot of information up there, uh, nutrition-wise, health-wise, along with uh, the guests that we have up and coming in our show. And we appreciate the support. Please subscribe to all of our podcasts as well. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find our podcast on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is www.radiomaria.ca, and on my website, which is kathybiasse.com. Last, uh, last week, we had Dr. Keith Cantor, and he talked about the role of nutrition in fighting addictions, and that is now up and ready for you to listen to. And if you like what you hear, it's really great for our guests, uh, you know, to have a a positive comment put by their show. It's uh, great for them and all the efforts that they're trying to um, put out there and the things that they are trying to achieve for the greater health of all of us. So uh, take a look, take a listen. Lots of great shows up there. We're up to, uh, well, today's show 122. 122. Honestly, I've lost count. (laughs) Alex, we're going to have to start planning the 200th show. 200th show. Soon enough. Soon enough. (laughs) Maybe we'll stretch that out to 250 because the 100th show was really a difficult one to to try and look forward to and to try and, and uh, pull together. Actually, yes. we did it like the week before. All the, the remember that? Oh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it, was, it was fun. It but was, it was fun. Uh, a um, lot of trying to plan for but it. But once we got started, the headaches kind of subsided. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> 200 is a big, uh, 
benchmark, though. It is a That's big huge. benchmark. It, it's it's uh, we were talking about when I started. It's 2017. Yeah, March 27, uh, I believe, was the, was the broadcast right? date. Yeah, yeah, 2017. Yep, boy, we've come a long way. Yes, we've come we a long have. way. So all of our all of our podcasts are up. They're all great, uh, and they're as relevant now as they were the very first day that that we aired mm-hmm. them. So. I was doing, uh, in my geekiness, uh, I don't read too many books. I like to read research papers and, and studies and things. So in my right. geekiness and looking in uh, to some studies about nutrition and gut health and the microbiome, I came across a study uh, by researchers from Graz University of Technology in Austria. It's kind of interesting, which led me to other things that we'll talk about. Uh, this study found that a typical, typical organic or conventional apple contains around 100 million bacteria. That didn't surprise me as much as the location of it. Most of this bacteria is located in the fruit's core, especially hmm. the seeds. Hmm. So... Um, uh, we'll get to the seed part of it. Only about 10 million of the bacteria live in the flesh. Very interesting. Organic apples do have an edge over conventional apples because they have more of a diverse and balanced bacterial community, which makes them healthier. It also makes, makes them tastier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but people who are into nutrition or study things like this, I think the first um, thing they're going to go to is the seeds. Now, apple seeds contain um, an amygdalin molecule, which produces cyanide once it's ingested. So if you look on the internet and you look about apples and apple seeds, that'll be a thing that pops up um, quite readily. However, you need to chew about 200 seeds or about 40 apple cores to receive Anything that is going to really impact your health in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's oftentimes you get a tidbit of information and it gets blown up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, I, um, I once gave my dog an apple core and I had someone with me and they were like, oh, and I said, yeah. it was wrong. And they said, you can't have the seeds. And I said, there were like three of them and they're, you know, uh, especially, especially, uh, if, if, you, if your friend or whoever said that, and if you're not knowledgeable, it can really uh, mess mess with your mess with, with your mind, with your mind, right? So it's important to do as much research as possible and and understand it, and not nece- not necessarily rely on somebody else. Well, yeah, and, and you know, I'm al- I always question myself, right? But you know, I was staring at his eyes as I was finishing this apple, and I just popped in the car, and I didn't think twice about it. Yeah. But um, which led me back to the drawing board to research this. This was a while ago. Um, a good rule of thumb is if uh, you eat eat the seeds of an apple that it came in. So you know, don't take apple cores, take their seeds out, and make a pile of them. If you're having an apple, you just you can eat it all. So there you go. Some Mm -hmm. may not like the taste. We get into these habits about not being able to eat certain parts of foods. Mm. And we just we just mindfully uh, or mindlessly get rid of them, which led me into the second part of this. When I I started uh, looking into apple seeds and the health of them, I thought, huh, you know, maybe this goes a little bit farther. How deep does this go? And we only have an hour. So I just pulled out um, (laughs) a few things. So uh, people in New Zealand consume a kiwi as is we always peel it 
Right. Mm. So uh, just to let you know, it's not just a human thing. It's also, uh, you know, a territorial thing, whereas um, we might eat something one way. You know, a, a lot of Italians will take a tomato right off the, the vine and, and eat it that way, like an apple as, as well. A lot of us, uh, you know, we, we, yeah. our first inclination is to cut it. Cut it. Yeah. Right. So that's just that's just one thing. Many people living in England and India will eat the whole banana with the peel. Which brings to mind, uh, we had that show with uh, Shane Gordon, uh, Shane Jordan, uh, about um, throwing away things, yeah, that was food about waste. Three, maybe four shows. Ago. Uh, it was a while ago, oh. a few, a couple months, I think. And he used to chop up the banana. He he told us that he chopped up the banana peel and cooks it. So uh, many fruits and vegetables eaten there in, in their entirety, in their entirety, offer much more synergy and much more nutrients than when we start taking things off. So just a couple of uh, examples here. Broccoli. How many people just eat the flower? You know, you cut off the stem. I'm guilty. You're guilty? I'm guilty of <laughs> I that. I love the whole broccoli. I, yeah, no, I, no, I, I like broccoli. it too. I do. I have to admit that I do like it, but many people, and in restaurants too, a lot of times you're just going to get the yeah. head of the broccoli. It's, it's I think the most pleasant to look at, and I don't know, the, maybe the easiest to eat. But the stem and the leaves along with the flower, uh, really, in, in all three together, have a much heightened level of nutrition than just eating the flower part. Right. So, you, can, you know, you want to cut off the, the really tough part at the bottom. Yeah. And right. if, it's a, if it's one of the, the types of broccoli that has the outer skin, that's the stem that's quite, t- you can peel off sort of the outer layer of the stem. You can either cook it together or you can cut it separately and saute it. It's tasty. It really doesn't take that long to prepare anyway. It does. I, my preferred part of the broccoli, I, I, the flowery part is not my preferred. I prefer the stem. I cut it up in circles and throw it I in. I actually like the flowery part. You like it the best? Yeah, no, that, that's my favorite part about the broccoli. Well, it's most people's favorite part. <laughs> I mean, that's what most people eat. And I, you know, I just, I like, um, it's, it's it's a texture thing, I think. I like it. Not, not to say I don't like it, but I do like the... Probably the crunchiness of it you like. Too, I, I do. Guess. I like yeah, the yeah. consistency of the stem yeah. and I find it holds things well it holds sauces it holds that's just me so don't don't throw away that next is celery the use of the leaves how many people just take the stems and throw away the, mm. the leaves of the celery very common now you can the, uh, the leaves are have a, a little bit of a different taste but you can put them into soups cut, cut them up put them right into your salad um, they offer more magnesium and calcium than the stem Mm-hmm. So use your leaves. Uh, garlic and onions. So garlic skin contains, uh, garlic and onion skin contain a lot of uh, antioxidants. So by peeling it, you're actually, you know, you're losing that. So you can't obviously eat the skin raw with the garlic, but ways you can use it. If you're blending, you can try and blend it if you're doing a food processor idea or a food processor idea or throw them into soups. So when I make a broth, for instance, I will throw the whole onion, the whole garlic in. I don't peel them. I never peel my vegetables when I when I throw them into a soup um, and then you strain it out, so mm-hmm. you're you're getting the the goodness. Uh, onions um, are also a good source of antioxidants, and they the skins onion skins are a good source of antioxidants, and the skins actually have more antioxidants than the onions themselves. So they're rich in quercetin, which is a flavanol, and can help reduce blood pressure. Okay, so you can't as I said, you can't eat it raw. It's <laughs> not very flavorful. I mean, I guess you could be creative, but throw them into your soups. And finally, watermelon. Research has shown that the peel of a watermelon can improve circulation. So it's hard to eat the peel raw when you're holding on to it. It's not probably that 
tasteful. But what you can do is to get some of the nourishment of the peel, cut it into little pieces, and I have made a lemon or a watermelon drink. You know, put it in a, a blender, and you can put a little bit of the peel in the blender just to heighten it up mm-hmm. a bit. Thanks for the tip. You're very welcome. Another thing that comes to mind um, are avocados, because I don't think a lot of people really take the the seed itself, yes, right? Yes, and I'm you can gonna, crack the seed. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you know what they're doing with the seeds now, and that's another thing that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out more about because someone put me uh, in mind of it, is they're making dishes with avocado seeds. Dishes and cutlery. Um, I'm really into the sustainable things now. Wow. I'm really interested in that. So, yeah, using all the parts. There's a f- yeah. synergy in food. I've said it a hundred times. That obviously, there are things that we can't eat, but there is a synergy. So don't be so quick to throw away uh, some of the things that you're getting uh, with your, your fruits and vegetables. The little house that they're in is oftentimes uh, very nutritious. It'll help food waste, so. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right? That's right. Shane would be so proud of us. So proud of us. We're taking it a whole different direction. So as you hear, we have Shahab Nagiri. Nagiri. Okay, so I, he was correcting me right, uh, <laughs> okay. right on time. Correction on point. He is a personal development mindset coach in Milton, Ontario, and the surrounding GTA area. He's been in the fitness industry for over six years, helping individuals to reach their fitness goals and achieve the best physical shape of their lives. Working within homes and workplaces, he understands how open and vulnerable people have to be in order to let someone into their own space. He has noticed after working with many people that fitness is only part of what people need to focus on in order for them to become the the best version of themselves. So it's a very interesting topic, um, one that I have many personal questions about, but um, we will take it on a broader spectrum than my own personal interests, of course. (laughs) So learning points are going to be among many, how to push through mental and physical training barriers, how to stay inspired with your training and pushing through plateaus. And we will be back in a few minutes. And bring your shame Bring your guilt And bring your pain Don't you know That's not your name You will always be much more to me And every day I wrestle with the voices That keep telling me I'm not right But that's alright Cause I hear a voice that Cause I hear a voice and it calls me every day When I see 
are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. If you'd like to call in and speak with Shahab, the number is 416-245-1534. And again, do follow us on our social sites. We are at The Health Hub RMC on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here. As I said, it's nice to have you sitting across. First time on radio? Yeah. Yeah, first time, but pumped up. You have a radio voice, (laughs) eh? He has a radio voice, I think. Very nice. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, I've, I've had a few people say that. And uh, they're like, oh, you should be in radio. Yeah. But in my head at that time, I'm like, when am I ever going to be on any kind of radio show? Right. But it's just wow, funny how. the evolution of podcasts. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcasts really? are good. To nice do. voice. Thank nice you. voice. <laughs> so how did you land in this space that you're in, the mental, um, physical wellness space? Well, you know, it's funny. So my um, my family, they were never really physical at all. Right. And uh for some reason, I just just as a kid, I I would love to just play around, just like just as any other kid. And um, what really stuck out to me was really how it made me feel. And growing up, I was very socially awkward, just as I'm sure a lot of people were. But just being in sports and moving around and just being around other people really gave me a a bigger sense of confidence. And I loved the way it made me feel. And also, I kind of want to be different than my siblings because I'm the youngest out of four. And none of them really were big into just physical activity and sports in general. So I was like, you know what? I want to be different. So that's exactly what I did. Fell into sports, a little bit of soccer, a little bit of cricket. Um, my background's Indian, so cricket's a big thing. And from there, it just stemmed to wanting to help people. And I love the feeling of when... You know, my friends and family would come up to me and just ask me for advice, just something as simple as um, how do I do this or how do I get past this certain barrier? Just giving back in that way would really give me that empowering feeling. So I decided to get into fitness as a career. And then from there, the more I worked with people and the more I got to my own you know, self-development, the more I realized there's there's a gap like you can you can work on your fitness for as much as you can but if you're going back to let's say other habits that aren't very empowering there's no forward movement right so i like i want to help people be as present as they possibly can be be as fit as they possibly can be and take that mentality into other areas of their life to really empower themselves so where have we heard that before, right? The whole person, integrative health, it's not just one area you focus on, it's a full body mm-hmm. treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, many of us, we, you know, we've expounded the benefits of exercise oh, yeah. on the show. What other areas, when you're training somebody, do you actually have a conscious mind and work with nutrition, mindset, and training? Or when you're working with someone, do you see where there might be areas of blockage and then you go down that avenue? Do you pull back on training altogether to work on nutrition or work on mindset or? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, a, that's a good question. So the language that people use, you can really tell a lot with just certain words and um, just, just certain things that they say. Uh, so, for example, you'll be working with somebody and let's just say they had you know, a party over the weekend, let's just say. And, oh, you know, they uh, they had so much food there. And 
I don't know what to do, for example, right? So for one, the whole they, you know, giving power to someone else, for example, right? And mm-hmm. this will be um, this will be conversations that we'll have during a session. So while we're having uh, a personal training session, I would ask about, okay, you know, the whole they, and you don't have to necessarily give power to you know, like something external, right? So I'll ask about the party. I'll ask about the people that they're with. I'll ask about if that hinders their habits and their progress, right? So we'll still do our session, but I will ask about how conscious they are of what they might be doing outside of when they're working with me and how their day-to-day is. So it's it's a big it's a big mental component and I'll really dive into that with them. And are you setting goals day 1? Are these goals something that okay, we're going to do this 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 to achieve this or do these goals ebb and flow as you're working with somebody? Usually it's it varies. So from day 1, yeah, we'll do we'll do the sit down, we'll do the whole assessment and and what have you and we'll focus our area of goals on different things. So Like physically, what do you want? And even if they haven't really worked on mental goals, I'll still ask about that. Like what what habits do you want to change, right? Not just with fitness, but just in general. What what habits do you want to change? Do you get triggered easily when you see certain food items in the house? Do you you feel bad if someone says a certain thing about you presently or in the past? Like what, how would you, like how would you want a mindset shift? So we'll set all of those from day one and then as we go we'll alter some of the goals depending how the progress is going so you can you can read people just with their body language and you know the the words that they speak so if something's out of alignment then i'll ask about it and i'll ask how we can how we can change certain things up to make sure you're feeling as best as you can be and also that you're giving it your all in in the physical fitness sessions and the mental sessions and just make them overall a stronger version so you're always starting people are coming to you i want to get into shape mm-hmm. so you're this is your baseline mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the the other aspects are always working back towards the physical yeah yeah so, okay yeah, so yeah. people are coming to you to improve their physical health so you know, there are all sorts of barriers that we can run into. Now, when someone comes to you after a bad weekend, mm. are things changing altogether in the training program? Are you sitting down with them? I mean, there, there, are, there are blocks and there are, there are blocks. There are habits and then there are a naughty, a naughty night out. Right. <laughs> so how deeply are you going into to that with them? Right. So the weekend's usually a pretty uh, rough time for people with, parties and just family time and whatnot so the training necessarily won't change too much but the talk around it and 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 how we go about the next week might change so i will usually ask people to be a bit more present when it comes to the end of the week because for some reason saturday sunday is like a well, it's it's time off. It's time off. I right? take time off on. I don't train very much on the weekends. I don't exercise. Oh no, no, it's not even. It's not even the training aspect. I mean, yeah, I take time off too because I, because I'll you know I'll have at least you know one good rest day where I don't train at all except for like some flexibility stuff. That's about it. But I'll have them be a bit more present on. Okay, so the weekend's coming. 
Um, is there a certain part of you that wants to, let's say, eat out and indulge a bit more? Could you still eat out, but tell yourself that okay, you know, I've had, I've had, I've had enough now. Like I can, I can rest. Same thing when it comes to drinks, right? You have a drink or two, maybe you feel good. Do you really need mm. the third one? Do you really need the fourth one? Oh, my friend was giving it to me. Well, you know, what does your friend know about what you're trying to do? Yeah, right? so you're always keeping in mind your goals. And then uh, as as environment changes, you're mm. always asking them to look back to their right. goals. Right, because goals, because that's your why, right? Yeah. So that's, that, that, can, that can just motivate you throughout the whole time. And other people won't necessarily understand what you want to do, like fitness-wise or... Um, just just personal goals wise they won't really understand so that's why it's important to have the right people around you mm-hmm. as well yep. right and well what what to you then you know when you have a person sitting in front of you they want mm-hmm. to be physically fit you want them to be healthy so right. they're saying they want to they want to bench press 200 pounds <laughs> and you're saying okay so but to be healthy this is what a healthy person incorporates into their lifestyle are you what do you consider to be a healthy person, a healthy routine. Yeah, like an overall healthy lifestyle and routine. It, you know what? It's 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 so it's so funny because you can go into so many different aspects yeah. of that, right? We can talk for like five hours about that. But I, I start I, I start with a simple base for for most people. I'll give them like my personal routine to to mentally help me, and in that in that sense, I'll be able to tackle whatever I need to tackle fitness wise. I tell them to obviously sleep early, right? Like mm-hmm. if you sleep past midnight and if you wake up really late, for one, you might feel kind of lethargic anyway, even if you've had, you know, eight, nine hours of sleep. So set some kind of a routine for yourself where you're actually getting a decent amount of sleep for you, right? Whatever that may be, six, seven, eight hours. And look, like r- write down what you want to achieve and, and, and write down your goals. Write down whatever it is that you want to do f- fitness, food, friends, doesn't matter. Write it down. Look at it the first thing when you wake up. Don't look at your Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't look at don't look at your email. Don't look at your phone um, for, you know, any social media because it and, you know, this is my opinion, but I'm sure there's some research on this as well. You tend to kind of compare yourself when you're looking at social mm-hmm. media, right? Like you're scrolling. And even though you say, oh, I'm not comparing myself, I'm just seeing what other people are up to. Well, then to that, I ask, it's the first thing in the morning. Why? right when you wake up right mm-hmm. that's that's your time when you wake up that's your time that's this is your time to just kind of calm your mind see what you want to do and if it's bench pressing 200 pounds okay perfect so have i done all the routines this week that will help me get to that 200 have i worked on you know uh, the rehab for for my body for my shoulder whatever the case may be you know what smaller exercises have i done this week that will help me get to that major goal i'm just talking about the 200 pound mm-hmm. example yeah. right um what have i what have i ate this week have i had enough protein for um you know on, on a daily basis have i had enough vegetables am i hydrated do i um do i feel good and pumped up to to, to hit the gym am i um you know, has has my week been okay? Have I de-stressed? Because all these factors play a role. Well, into- they do. I mean, you know, and for someone who exercises routinely, there are always these, and this kind of a two-part question I have. Do you recommend a routine time of day every day for a person to train? Because 
I see I I'm fluctuating. I go different times throughout the day depending on my day. I don't know if that's better or if that's worse, but there are times when I'm you know, I just it's like I really don't want to do this. So how do you plow through that? Right. Is it routine? Is it you know, just let let the person slack off a bit. What do you do in that yeah, situation? Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's I don't. I personally don't work out in the morning because I have a lot of clients in the morning, right? So I I will not like for, I won't work out first thing in the morning. I'll work out a little bit later in the day, eleven, twelve, one in that in that time range. And if you can, the morning time when you are starting your day, it's probably the best time to do it. Even if you can't have a full-on workout in the morning, what you can do is you can just move your body and change your physiology, right? Mm-hmm. You wake up, stretch it out, you know, open your hips up, open open the chest, you know, stretch the back, do what you have to do, open up, at least get some blood flow going. Go for a walk, right? Um, hydrate. You can do all that stuff. If you feel good right from the get-go, right from when you wake up, if you set that base, you're more inclined to actually want to do better and want to do a full-on workout later in the day. Now, people's schedules change, right? So you can't always work out, per se, in the morning. But if you know that you'll feel good, and this this is a mental thing, if you know you'll feel good after, even though you might not feel like it, you'll feel so much better once you actually do it. Because if you don't, let's just say, and if you haven't done it for a couple of days, I'm sure a lot of people, if they do work out consistently, but they have a few days where they're off, they feel sluggish, right? Mm-hmm. And that sluggish feeling, you just, you can't do anything. There's no question that you feel better after. I mean, oh, it's sure. like there's, it's, it's, I've attained this, I've accomplished right. something. For me, I want that golden nugget from you mm-hmm. that makes exercise that part of the day or of the week that I can't miss, like brushing my teeth, like <laughs> having my cup of coffee. How do I... It's so easy to fall off the, right. the wagon, right? And I think right. we're all looking for that that um, ability. Mm-hmm. Some people do have it. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Some people get up. They this is the first thing they do. Mm-hmm. I struggle with that. How do you deal with people who are struggling to make this a routine part of their not every day, I guess, but right. the majority of their week? Right, right. And the time of day. Ultimately, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter too too much. If you can in the morning, then you can. But I go back to, for my clients especially, I go back to why do you even want to do this in the first place, right? You obviously, like, you, you called me for help. And everyone knows that they probably should exercise right. to a certain point, yeah. right? But like you said, yeah, they just don't feel like doing it. So then I'll ask them about, about just picture yourself 20, 30 years down the road, right? You're whatever, like you're, you're 30 now, right? And you're mobile, not anything, nothing's really hurting too much. But you either have two different ways that you'll go about when you're in your 50s or 60s or 70s. You'll be a little bit frail and kind of be in pain, or you'll be able to offset some of those things and actually be a good, strong, able, mobile body, right? If you really take some time to yourself, without any distractions and really think deeply about that one thing, how you want to be from a physical standpoint, not necessarily six pack, but just a physical standpoint, be with your grandkids or be with your kids or just be able to do things. Exercise becomes less of an annoying thing and more of a, you know what, like it's not something I have to do. This is something that will honestly help me so much and actually help me feel better and live longer along with many other things. But So it's a necessity it's, you want it to make. 
yeah like yeah yeah you want to you you want to be present with it Mm -hmm. you don't want to necessarily think of the pain that you're going through when you're doing it you want to more you want to more or less think about it, it it sounds weird like your muscles are working each time you lift the weight right like and that's a pretty that's a pretty cool process mm-hmm. you know like nerves are firing your brain's working you're 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 chemically firing up literally right and when you think about it to that deep of a level it becomes it becomes a different sensation. It becomes a different thought process. And I invite people to think about it that way and from a future how you want to be standpoint rather than, oh, I got to exercise. Yeah, I got to get up in the. Well, obviously, depending on the age of the person, you are better able to push that mindset right. because when someone is in their 20s, Looking towards, you know, when they haven't even maybe had a girlfriend or a boyfriend or they don't have a partner. <laughs> That's a big reason. <laughs> yeah, well, I, but look, that is maybe. Right. It's looks. Yeah. Uh, they're not thinking about uh, grandkids. But when no. you have someone who's 40, 50, 60, mm-hmm. 70, 80, you know, mm-hmm. it's never too late to Mm-mm. start. You've got people who may now understand that their health isn't where it should be. Right. So I guess your approach is very dependent on the environment of the person. Right. So I want to take a break here. When we come back, um, we're going to take more of a dive into the mentality of training, pushing through those plateaus. We'll be back in a couple minutes.
You are listening to The Health Hub, here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, please call 416-245-1534. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Shahab Nelgiri. Uh, pushing through your training limits is what we're talking about. So let's get right at that. Let's talk about plateaus. So when we're talking about plateaus, um, there's the physical when we're talking about mm-hmm. exercise. Also the mental. Uh, we were talking a little bit off air. The mental ones may be almost as challenging, if not more, than the physical ones. Oh, so yeah. break them off into two and talk about, or maybe they can't be broken <laughs> off into two. So so you tell us how right. we break those, through those plateaus. Yeah, they're, they, they almost... Um it's interesting. They almost kind of intersect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the physical plateaus. There could be anything with the physical plateaus. I'll just use one. I'll use a squat for example, right? Maybe, let's just say you want to increase your squat, and uh, you're you have a plate on each side. So a bar is forty five. Plate is fo- um, bar is forty five. A plate is forty five. So you got both of them one thirty five pounds in total. Okay, you've been on that weight for let's just say four weeks and then eventually eight two months right and you just can't seem to break through that plateau so what happens you get frustrated right there's a few different ways you can break through that physical plateau ultimately and i'm gonna i'm gonna sum it up in one word but we can always break that apart it comes down to your attitude as to how you're approaching just that particular exercise that per- particular workout routine well what's going on there physically like how do you train and you improve and you improve and you improve and then you stop right your body is like with the nervous system you're pretty much used to that you're used to that weight and then you haven't you haven't either adjusted the exercise routine like you've changed there's so many different ways to change up an exercise right like there's a tempo there's there's how there's how low you can go there's assisted things you can do just with one exercise, if those haven't been done and some accessory things haven't been done, you're not getting stronger to a point where you can slightly push past a certain weight, right? But it also kind of, there's a little bit of a fear involved as well because let's just say you've never done uh, you want to do 135 for so long and you got there. Now you're like, okay, I gotta go a little bit heavier. I'm a little bit scared, right? So, and, you know, I'm talking about the big lifts, like a squat, deadlift, and, and all these other big lifts where you you almost have to be a little bit vulnerable to do it because you're in the gym, you're around everybody, and you have this big weight on your back, essentially. And if you almost identify yourself with squatting 135, most likely you'll be on that 135. So if you approach it from a, a confidence viewpoint in yourself that you can go heavier than that to break that certain plateau chances are you'll be able to break it especially if you have someone that believes in you more than you believe in yourself like a coach for example right because then there's been so many instances where you know um you know kathy for example right so if you say to yourself i don't really enjoy running too much but if you have three four friends that want to run you'll probably run you'll probably you know do your best to keep up with them right so there's that there's that certain aspect that helps along with Blake, with uh, breaking a plateau. Ultimately, it comes down to how your exercise routine looks. If you're just going to squat just for the sake of squatting and trying to improve it, 
yeah, you might improve the form and the hips and everything, but you're not going to increase the weight, right? What are you doing on the off days in between, physically speaking, right? Like, are you working on the smaller muscles? Are you, are you eating the right foods, for example, right? Are you getting enough rest? All these help in breaking a lot of physical plateaus with many different exercise exercises and exercise routines. But when it messes with your mindset, oh, I can't break this plateau, that's, that's almost your mind just trying to almost hinder you from that mm-hmm. part. Like It's almost trying to save you from danger, mm-hmm. right? Save you from failure. Yeah, exactly. So your, your mind and your body are working in tandem. Right. So then I have a question for you. Are most plateaus reached at the goal or are plateaus often reached before you hit your goal? Because in, in this conversation, it sounds like setting a goal can be a little bit detrimental because as you're approaching that goal, as you're getting closer to that goal, things are, you're kind of slowing down a bit. You're, you're, you're almost there. Mm-hmm. And now I've stopped. Right, right, right. So, and, and, and that's, a, that's a fantastic question. So that's why the goals itself have to be somewhat incremental. And when we're approaching that goal, because when I'm, when I'm working with clients, I can tell when they're about to approach it, right? Because we've, we've, we've worked on certain things to break certain habits and such. So when we're approaching that goal, then you got to change the motivation and you got to change that kind of inner fire as to what you're trying to go for. So then you slightly, before they even reach that goal, okay, once you reach this goal, because they will, you kind of change the language. Once you reach that goal, this is what we could potentially work on. And, you know, like I talk to them about it to see how they feel about it because I want them to be fired up just as much as I am. So setting a goal, if it's too big, for sure can be kind of detrimental because especially if you're working on your own, it's so easy to get discouraged, right? Mm-hmm. It's so easy to, to, to just fall down into that, into that rut. So the goals have to be incremental but still doable and you should be able to see it in your mind and in your heart you should be able to really believe that you can do it when you're approaching it then that's when that's when you change it up the plateaus usually happen when you get to the goal in in, in my experience when you get to that and when you're trying to get to another goal that's when a plateau will usually happen but it changes for a lot of people and how you break the plateau the way the different ways to do it might change depending on the person mm-hmm. but if we're talking mainly physical there's a lot of different varieties of ways that you can do that if we're talking mental which it's almost always mental then taking a step back reassessing and then ch- seeing what other habits that you can change with your physical fitness and with your your personal with your personal life because that might be hindering your your weight room journey or your weight loss journey or well and and you know i see a lot of people go all in and do very well and then stop I, it's very common you know mm-hmm. i i want to get in shape i'm going to eat better i'm going to sleep better and they do it and they might do it for six months and then all of a sudden for whatever reason that changes right. the whole life um the whole life of we'll call it an athlete changes whereas and it seems to start with the food you know maybe they don't eat as well or mm-hmm. you know they've been so clean and so good for a period of time and then for whatever reason that changes now to me that's a bit of a mental game as well mm-hmm. and we've been talking a lot about the weight room and the gym but the the mental aspect of wanting to become a better athlete or just in better shape mm-hmm. um 
is huge. Now we were talking off air about running, which I'm, you know, it's it's the least favorite thing for me to do. And my mindset when I go into it is to get it over with. So you've, you've talked about mindset when it's coming to setting goals uh, with weight training. If someone is more of an athlete for an endurance, this is a different sort of a mental play. Right. You're you're dealing with your mind. And that's it. I mean, the yeah. aches and pains of running, that's that's fine. But when you're doing a little bit more of an extended run, a half an hour, 45, two hours, a marathon, whatever, right. um, I think I would kill myself with my thoughts. So how do you approach somebody who's trying to achieve that type of a physical balance? Right. Yeah, that's because uh, marathons are just, are just long distance running, like you said. And I'm kind of the same boat as you. I'm not a big... Uh, fan of just running long distances i would much rather just do a sprint and mm-hmm. kind of you know um but some people enjoy it they do. some people they do, do like the running i i like i said i think beyond the physical i think i would kill myself mentally <laughs> if i was spending time by myself for two hours on a road or wherever right so how do you encourage people who want to get to that level right. to deal with the mental part i think ultimately it comes down to if people don't like what they're doing, and they, let's just let's just say they don't even know that they don't like it, I want to get into long distance running. Okay, cool. So this is this is what you have to eat. This is this is how um, we have to train. And let's say they do a marathon, right? And it's it's an hour, but half an hour, and they just hate it, and they just are killing themselves mentally. But they finish the marathon, right? If that process repeats over and over and they still hate it and they just don't like it. Maybe just maybe the goal itself needs to change. Marathon runners, it like have you heard of David Goggins? I haven't. You have? Okay. Okay. He's uh um so he 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 he's a Navy SEAL and he he was a big guy, but he decided he just wanted to change and he went into army training and he ran like ultra marathons. But this guy, I don't expect a lot of people to get to get like him, but he was running to a point where he, he broke some of the small bones in his feet, but he was still going. Like, he was mentally just charged. I don't expect people to get to that point, but to, to run that big of a marathon, you really have to almost observe what your mind is telling you. And when it does tell you, oh, my God, you have to stop. Like, this is just boring or it's tiring. You almost have to tell yourself, it's it's really not like it, it really is mind over matter at that point. But obviously, you have to be at a certain personality. Like uh, you have to have a certain personality trait to be at that point, and you have to like it. You have to actually yeah. like running, right? Like for me, I would after you know, half an hour, I'd be like, okay, I want to go home. But yeah. oh my god, I've ran so far, and I have to run back. <laughs> it's true. Um, I much prefer high intensity for an hour, get it done, get out of there, right. Um, right. than spending the time. Although, as I said to you, I'll do it because it's you put on your running shoes and off you go. Right. So when you're working with people, I guess this has to be a big paradigm uh, that you're yeah. working within. What do you like? Or right. do, you, do you start there? Yeah, yeah, because I, I have a few clients who they um they don't like cardio right that's so a tough one that, yeah. yeah yeah they don't like cardio but there's so many ways to get cardio in there without actually doing traditional cardio mm-hmm. right you'll just do a muscle building workout and still get your heart rate pumping so there's ways around it now certain things i guess you just you just have to kind of get over it like yeah, oh, yeah I don't, suck it up yeah there are certain things right? you've got to suck up yeah, yeah right especially in kind of today's um 
sensitive culture <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so you have to certain things you have to kind of do um i don't i don't like vegetables well uh, <laughs> right so yeah it's, it's a big paradigm shift but i really dive deep into okay what do you like and how can you best implement what you like but also can you help me out to help yourself out to do some of the things that you might not like that much but it'll it'll help you mentally Right. And that's where some of the mind kind of coaching comes into play, because if you do some of the things that you don't particularly like too much, it's OK. You'll, you'll get stronger anyway. Right. It's a step forward. Now, do your visions collide sometimes with your your clients visions? Uh, sometimes, yes. But ultimately, it's their vision that matters. Okay. Right. I'm just there to kind of facilitate them along. And even know. if you think, you know, the goal is too lofty or this isn't the right type of sport for you. Do you let them go and find out their own? I, uh, you know, I think in, in, in my personal view, if, if someone crashes and burns on their own, then they'll know. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Yep. Right. If, if, if they find out that way by themselves, then, uh, then, then perfect. Uh, because perfect, because now they know, right now they know, and now they can approach, they can approach either that sport or that kind of, you know, physical activity realm in a different way. They can approach their mind in a different way. Right. Fair enough. Now I was uh, looking at your LinkedIn just to get, uh, you oh, know, a little bit LinkedIn more, for a long time. I, but you've got a bio there. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and in it, it says there's a mental and spiritual aspect of being physically fit and training. Mm. What's the difference in your mind? I say spiritual because physical fitness and just fitness and just wellness in general it's it's really you and how you see yourself how you see other people and just the energy that you hold i love to i love to personally meditate right and that's like that's me getting into my spiritual side if you will um i i like to just at the end of the day calm down breathe and just kind of think about my day and think about the future. The future could be a week, a month, a day, it doesn't matter. But I think that's the spiritual side that more people should try to explore. Um, a lot of people are stressed all the time, work, family, whatever the case may be. You don't have to necessarily meditate to, to get the, the, the stress relief side, although it is very beneficial, but do something that almost gets you in the zone, if mm -hmm. you will. Right? Grounds you? Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Right? Do something that grounds you. Do something that, that helps you focus so much on the activity that everything else is just a blurb. Right? And that's that to me is, the, is a spiritual side. And you'll be an overall more happy person. And people will feel that. Right? People feel, people feel your energy. It's an energy for exactly, sure. Exactly. Right? I'm sure you've been around people. They just kind of feel down. And they're putting it out on you without really meaning to. And then if you say something, if you call them out on it, they'll be they'll get defensive and they'll say no, or they might apologize, right? Mm -hmm. If they're self-aware, then they'll be like, okay, you know what? I'm sorry. Um, but if you're not grounding yourself, if you're not meditating, if you're not getting in touch with all sides of you, then you're, you're missing out on just joy and presence. Right. And that's above and beyond. You're, you're not, you're not talking about thinking about my goals. I'm meditating it. You're just talking about coming back within yourself. Exactly. And, and sort of the human side. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I, I totally agree with all of that. Right. right. So if someone wanted to get a hold of you, if they're interested in your philosophy and want to find out more about what you do, where can yeah. they reach you? Um, so my, my, um, 
personal development coaching website is madmindcoaching.com. And mad is mentality, adaption, discipline. Hmm. And also, when people hear mad, they think, what? And that's Crazy. exactly, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I wanted to link. So, Mad Mind Coaching. Uh, my Facebook is Shahab Nogiri, N I L G I R I. And my Instagram is Shahab underscore mentality coach. Uh, if you want, I, we can go over it off air as well. You can probably put in show notes, mm -hmm. but you can reach me pretty easily on, on Instagram and on Facebook as well, or just go on madmindcoaching.com and uh, get in touch. Excellent. And those are all up on SoundCloud as well when uh, we revert into a podcast. Beautiful. So everything will be there for you. Thank you so much for taking the time to awesome. come in. It's been a great conversation. Thank you. I and, really enjoyed it. And I appreciate the time and being in this space. It really yeah, is. is it's, it's helpful and it really is nice. So right. everybody, thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub.